Welcome to Is It My Time? This is for the person asking, is it too late to make a difference? Too late to make a change? Up to this point, a major part of your identity has been as John's wife, or Sarah's mom, or even that go-to person at work, the one you can get a job or a task to and they'll get it done, in the job description or not. But something's happened and there is now some time or space in your daily life. Time that allows you to hear that voice you've kept quiet, staying busy with everyone and everything else. The voice is asking, is this all there is? Is it too late to do something else? Be something else? Is there more to me or this life? We will answer those questions and more, but first we have to build a firm foundation. That is necessary to support anything you wish to build or establish. The most solid foundation out there is one built on truth, God's truth. He created you, He gifted you, and He has plans for you. Absorbing God's word and love for you will help establish that solid foundation. Grounding yourself in your identity in Christ will make you formidable and capable of achieving anything. Hey my friend and welcome back. This week we're going to talk about a subject um, near and dear to uh, several of my listeners' hearts. Uh, and I titled it, While You May Be Broken, You Are Not Damaged Goods. So we can all start off on the same page. Let's look at the Encyclopedia Britannica's definition of damaged goods. The basic definition are products that are broken, cracked, scratched, etc. Now they have an informal definition and it's actually in there. A person who is considered to be no longer desirable or valuable because of something that has happened. Ouch, that's exactly what we think, isn't it? And there it is in black and white. They actually dial it back a little bit and then say it's a person whose reputation has been damaged. And then this sense of damaged goods is used with a singular verb. The example sentence with the verb usage is, she is damaged goods and will never fill in the blank. They use specifically the example, she hasn't been charged with a crime, but politically she is damaged goods and will never get elected. I personally think it's ironic that they're using she as the example, because we she people are the ones that are usually worried about being damaged goods or how that affects our performance or value in this world more so than maybe the he people. And if I'm profiling or stereotyping, I apologize. It just, like I said, feels ironic. But have you ever thought of someone in that context? Have you ever thought of yourself in that manner? How defeating of a mindset that is or would be to a person. Initially, you'd feel unable to participate or contribute in your community, but prolonged thinking in that manner would definitely affect your self-worth. And yes, we have discussed our self-worth not coming from our works or how we perform, but we are human, and if you begin to accept this worldly theory or message of damaged goods, it will affect you. Thankfully, our value and worth come from our loving Creator. There is also another thought you need to ponder. Those who aren't broken don't need God. Now there truly aren't any people who aren't broken in one way or another. But there are many that think they're just fine and can handle things on their own. They don't need God to help them through life. Oh, how prideful we humans can be. Thank goodness you and I know we are broken and are in need of a Savior. This is why we are here searching His Word. Let me share another thought with you. God welcomes our brokenness. 
when he works through us to help others to complete his purpose, that brings the glory to him because without him, that success or miracle would not have been possible. Now it's time to break out your note cards and pens because we're going to record some scriptural brain boosters to post around in conspicuous places or carry around on your person as a daily reminder. But again, before we get to those scriptures, I want to give you another scripture that's going to strengthen your belief in the ones that we're going to follow with. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Do you hear that? It judges the thoughts and attitudes. It will help you discern the good from the bad. It will help you discern the worldly error thoughts from His truth. And again, if you're having trouble with that, that's why we're here. We're trying to find God's truth, God's scripture to replace those worldly thinking errors with. So let's start off with Isaiah 57:15. By the way, you can pause this recording at any time so that you can take notes, write down the scriptural references, or make out those cards so they're ready to go once this recording's over. All these scriptures today are going to be the ESV version or English Standard Version. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. That's Isaiah chapter 57 verse 15. And it's God telling us that he is high and lifted up. He inhabits the high places, but he is also with us who are contrite and of lowly spirit. He's here to revive us. He's here to heal our hearts. And here are two Psalms to partner with that, talking about a broken spirit, contrite heart. First is Psalm 51 verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. And the next is Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. In that first one, your broken and contrite heart is a sacrifice to God, one he won't despise. And because of that, he's going to save your crushed spirit. We can turn to the New Testament in James chapter 4, verse 6 and find, But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So you, with your broken and contrite heart, are going to be humble. And with that humbleness comes the reward of God's grace. We can also look at 1 Peter 5, verse 10. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. To me, those are definitely uplifting and mighty words and tell me just how much that God can work with the brokenhearted, the broken in spirit, and the ones who think that they can't be used for the good of his kingdom. And now that you've written all those scriptures that uh, tell you how he's going to renew or heal your broken heart or that you are still a vessel that can be used, 
Um, let's turn to some scriptures that will now show you or tell you how he can use you even in your broken state. In John chapter 14 verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. You may recognize those as words of Jesus he was giving to his disciples, but again, those still apply to us here today. And now we can go back to Isaiah. That's such a good book. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And in Isaiah 41.10, I believe we discussed this one last week as well. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, I won't be affecting anyone, I need you to consider something. Unless you are a hermit hidden away on a mountaintop and have zero interaction with other people, you can and will have an effect, intentional or not. You have a sphere of influence, people you have relationships with and interact with on a daily basis. How you conduct yourself in those interactions will have an effect. My husband has a quote he picked up somewhere along the way that he loves because it rings true. Sometimes people will say, I can't hear what you're saying because I'm busy watching what you're doing. Whether you know the right words to say or not, when you treat people like Jesus would or love them like Jesus would, they appreciate that. The other saying that often goes hand in hand, they may not remember what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. God can work in you and through you so you can love like Jesus. I feel those words were put on my heart today and I hope they resonate with you. And if they did find a home in your heart and you also have a friend you've been discussing these very same things with, please feel free to share with them as well. Until next time, may your studies be ever fruitful. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next time we'll check in and see what progress we've made. I'll share a few of my favorite scriptures and I'd love to share any you found helpful. You can share those in a review of this podcast or over in my podcast community on Facebook. I'll drop a link in the show notes. I'll read some of those reviews or posts and share about the scriptures you've written about. Until next time, happy reading.